Back for our second movie of the WWE season. It's Bending the Rules this week, part one on Hold the Middle. We're two busy dads who don't have time to watch the whole movie. So we watch just the beginning and end of a movie, then try our best to fill in the gap. I'm Dan. I'm Steven. And this is Hold the Middle. Well, Dan, I usually like to blame you for these movies that we watch. But in this instance, I can blame our good friend Smitty, who we're having as a, a guest host this week. So, Smitty, my first question for you, and, I sh- and thanks for, for joining us on the podcast. Of course. So a couple weeks ago, I sent you a list of these WWE movies that we were thinking about watching. And uh, asked you to pick one. And there was probably a couple dozen movies on there. Was there a particular reason that you picked Bending the Rules? I picked Bending the Rules because Edge is in the movie. And I haven't seen a movie with Edge in it. And I watched Edge in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s in wrestling. So uh, I was kind of curious how he was as an actor. So th- that's why Bending the Rules was picked. Now we should, let's give Smitty a proper introduction. He's not just some regular Joe off the street joining him to talk about a, a, a bad movie. He's got a history of watching WWE, right? You've got an, an intimate knowledge of professional wrestling. Periods of time. I, I watched in the mid eighties until about 92. Then I watched the Attitude Era in the late nineties and the early two thousands. Fell out of it again until... 2006 watched for a year and then dropped that again until 2014. So do you have a favorite movie that starred a WWE wrestler or any wrestler? They live. They live live with Roddy Piper. Gotcha. Okay. Did we talk about this last week, Steven? Do you have a favorite movie that a wrestler was in? Um, no, I don't know. Probably. Probably one of the Fast and Furious movies with The Rock, honestly. Mm, I think I'm going to go uh, Predator or The Running Man. Mm, good good picks. With, with, yeah. with uh, Jesse Ventura. Both good yeah. movies. And R- Running Man is high on my list and Predator is great too. Yeah. Did they remake The Running Man? No, I don't think they Am I making have. that up? Yeah, I think I, know, that up. I, I joked that they should remake it with The Rock, but, you know, they've not remade it though. I feel so. like it's they pretty, are pretty good. That might be in production or something. I I'm, I don't think I'm making that up. That they're remaking the Running Man. Well, we can find hmm. out. Yeah. If if there only there was a way for us to find out. <laughs> so I I too was an Edge fan back in the late '90s. I stopped watching WWE probably early 2000s. It was definitely before like the John Cena era. But when I watched Edge, was still a tag team with Christian. And what I remember most was like the table table ladders and chairs matches that they would do with it was always edge and Christian and like the Hardy boys. And, uh, was it the Dudley boys? Yeah. The Dudleys. Yeah. Some of the stuff they would do in those matches was just insane. I was never a fan of that stuff. It made me uncomfortable. The crazy thing is Matt Hardy and Christian are still wrestling today as well. Jeff Hardy too, but he's out with like a DUI again. So, Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, Edge is back, right? 
Yeah, he, he's back. I, I he's haven't really back. watched him back because I don't really watch WWE anymore, but uh, I, I do know he's back. He's got to be at least 50 or close to it. That I'm not sure. I mean, Chris Jericho is still wrestling and he's 51 or 52. So yeah, it's amazing how these guys can keep going or they retire yeah. and then they they can't help but come back and wrestle again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Adam Copeland, 49 years old. All right, he's right I there. I really wouldn't wow. put him older than me, but yeah. All right, he's well, not a what do we bad know? actor. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's terrible. I think we've seen worse acting in uh, in other movies that we've done. I don't think he's very good, but he's not terrible. He's not terrible. I'm guessing he was better in Money Plane. Mm, I'd say it's about the same. It looks like he's he- actually having a better time in this movie. To me, because this movie looks like it came potentially like right after his wrestling career ended. Yeah, probably. I think also this movie had a bigger budget than Money Plane, um, okay. and probably was put together by a more experienced team. Money well, Plane was low budget, man. One of the di- the big differences is this is an actual WWE Studios produced movie. Yeah. So I'm sure okay. there was a budget. It had a pretty decent cast. Should we go through the cast? Yeah, go for it. Let's go yeah. through the cast. So we've got Adam Edge Copeland. And I noticed that in Money Plane, he was just Adam Copeland, right? In this one, he's Adam Edge Copeland. I didn't even notice that. I guess because it's a WWE movie, he can use, still use the, the Edge, guess edge so, title. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Jamie Kennedy is in this, who I know from like the Scream movies. Didn't he have his own TV show? He had the Jamie Kennedy experience, right? Yeah. Is that what it was called? Ja- yeah, Jamie Kennedy's so. show? I can't remember. Do you guys want to do sure. the IMDb game with Jamie Kennedy? Ooh. Yeah. So we got to yeah. name his okay. top four IMDb credits. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would go Scream 1 and Scream 2, honestly. Okay. I'll say uh, Son of the Mask. Wasn't he in that? I think so. Was- okay. I mean, definitely Scream 2. I'm trying to think. Was he in Scream 1? He was definitely in Scream 1. Okay. Um, and I think I think he had a TV show called Jamie Kennedy Experience. Yeah, I, I think his TV show would be in the top four. And he did, a, was it Malibu's Most Wanted? Which I never did oh, see. That's yeah. a good one, too. Um, I, would go put that that, than, I would put that higher than Son of the Mask. Uh, yeah, be- I'll stick. I'll go Scream 1. His show, Malibu's Most Wanted and Son of the Mask. Okay. So you're taking out Scream 2. I'll take out Scream 2. I don't even know for sure he was in it. If he was in Scream 1, he probably died. So I feel like he died in Scream 2. Oh, my gosh. I might be wrong. It's been a long time. Son of the Mask. Boom. Malibu's Most Wanted. (laughs) Scream 2. And we did not get Romeo and Juliet. The uh, oh. Leo DiCaprio one. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. He played Samson. Never seen it. I've seen it. Don't remember. Jamie Who directed Kennedy. that? Was it Baz Luhrmann? That was Baz Luhrmann, yeah. I don't wow. know that I've ever seen a movie that he's directed. In my opinion, you're not missing anything, but that's yeah. that's just me. Oh, <laughs> I know yeah, a lot I've of people love Baz Luhrmann. Okay, so who else is in this? Uh, we got Jennifer Kennedy. Esposito. Do you guys know yep. her? Uh, she was on The Sopranos. Was I she? know her from The Boys. Oh, she's done a lot. I think you know from Sopranos. Who was the girl who played his daughter? Wasn't Jennifer Esposito? Uh, oh, that was uh, uh, 
Jamie, Jamie Lynn, Lynn Sigler. Sigler. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think Jennifer Esposito is in The Sopranos, but she has done a lot of TV. Uh, Alicia Witt. I know her. her. Oh, I know her from Urban Legend. Okay. I know her from an episode of The Sopranos. I think one episode where Christopher was on a movie set. Yep. And she was maybe a producer or an agent or something like that. Yeah, you're right. And I want to say she was in a couple of episodes of The Walking Dead, but. Beyond okay. that, I don't know. She's been around for 20 plus years. She's had a pretty long career. Uh, Pruitt least- Taylor Vince, whose name I didn't recognize, but when I saw his picture, I immediately recognized him. From this or from something else? Just whatever his picture is on IMDb. No, no. I mean, you recognized him from... Oh, he's not. He's not in the or, first ten minutes of this. Oh, okay, okay. I don't, I don't know what he. Looks I have like. a theory on who he plays, though, and we'll, and we'll get okay. to that. <laughs> okay. Would um, that be uh, w- Willie Van Bieber? Ah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> That's a great name, <laughs> Willie Van Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good attention to detail. Uh, Philip Baker Hall. Philip Baker Hall. We know from mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he just passed away last year. He did. Yeah. yeah, and if you don't know, if you're listening, and you don't know who Philip Baker Hall is. He was in, um, he's uh, from Seinfeld. He was Bookman, the library cop. He's the drooling doctor in Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he's been in a, a ton of things: The Rock, Zodiac, lots and lots of movies. Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Yeah, I was thinking Magnolia. And the um, last name I wrote down was Jessica Walter, uh, who is fantastic on arrested development she's like the, uh, okay like the matriarch of the family and oh is, does she play uh theo's mother in this yes yeah okay like a famous actress i think that's what he said yeah edge calls like yeah that. yeah she was she was in something or she made something uh so this is a pretty decent cast yeah i there was a budget here they mm-hmm. they, they made a legit movie was this in theaters or was this direct to video? Do we know? It had to be direct to video. I don't know. Yeah, it had to be. What's interesting is know. it was distributed by Entertainment One, which is a really big film distribution company. It's owned by Hasbro and it's distributed like hundreds and hundreds of movies and um, like it distributed internationally the Fablements which is like up for a best picture Oscar. Uh, That's not the only production company last year. That's not the only production company that has like legit business going on. RLJ and image entertainment right around the time this was put out had merged. They've since gone under Um, image entertainment has or RLJ. They don't do, they don't make movies anymore, but they had a, a deal with Sony for years and years. This company was in business for like 40 years and they made a lot of big movies. They made Adaptation, St. Elmo's Fire, Gattaca, Incredible Hulk Returns. Uh, I could go on there, but seriously, there was a lot of big movies that got released and Adaptation was up for Oscars. So this wasn't just some little production company. And I'm sure that's how they got a legit crew and a legit cast and, um, just they just didn't get a legit script. No, one missing piece. All right, well let's let's start these first ten minutes. Sure. Yeah, we open on uh, Bourbon Street. Well, um, first we get like a montage of just 
shots of people partying, I guess, in New Orleans, New Orleans. over with like a generic rock song playing. And then I don't think any of the cast is in that scene. Any of those. No, clips. it's just random yeah. shots. Something you could go on Google and just search for like party videos and they just yeah. pulled those clips and <laughs> put them together. Uh, but have, after have like you, a minute or two of that. Um, have you guys been to New Orleans? I have not. I have, but okay. it was 20 years ago. Okay. Well, so, still, you might remember yeah. uh, being there or being there the next morning. So the first scene we get is Edge kind of walking out, and I guess it's supposed to be first thing in the morning, and there's like 20 beads on the ground, and I think it's supposed to look like there was something going on the night before. This is not what it looks like. It's disgusting. Yep. <laughs> it is filthy. And there's not 20 beads. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see like the area he's around has like just a few beads, but there would be, there would be beer cups and yep. plates from uh, pizza and pretzels and food and disgusting stuff. It is filthy. I love yep. New Orleans. It's one of my favorite places. I think it's one of the most unique cities in the country. And it's a really fun place to visit. That is not what it looks like the the morning after any day of the week. Right. It was, it was, that made me laugh. Do you know what street he's on? No, no. Um, I don't know it that well, but I've been there five or six times. I, is it normal that there was nobody else on the street? Yeah, that's kind of normal. And I'm, I'm an early riser. So a lot of times when I'm, when I go on vacation or something, I'm still up at like five or six in the morning. So I will get up and go outside and walk around bourbon street or whatever, and just go get bite to eat or coffee or whatever. It is pretty empty in the mornings. It stinks. Mm. It just reeks. Um, but yeah, I think that would be not so unusual to go out there and hardly see anybody. There was nobody like it was like a ghost town. Yeah. That's not that unusual, but it wouldn't be that clean. For sure. Uh, I second that. Okay. So Edge wakes up. He's got like the long hair. He's wearing shorts and he's got beads on. He's wearing some like Hawaiian shirt with bananas or something all over it. <laughs> it was a weird looking shirt. It was either like <laughs> bananas or like macaroni, just like a design all over his shirt. I, I immediately got like Ace Ventura vibes when I saw Edge. I, I can see that to me, like he looks like, um, like he'd be walking around backstage at a WWE event in his career dressed like that when he's not in his wrestling gear. Like I, I could see that, like it just kind of matched his vibe back then. Yeah. I, I still didn't know what to think. And I like 10 minutes after I watched this, I still didn't really know what to think, but <laughs> so, <laughs> he just seemed like he's a cool guy. Right. Or at least sure. he thinks he's a cool guy. Oh, I think he likes to bend the rules. <laughs> I, I would agree. <laughs> so, so he gets up and um, there's a guy like running down the street. And I recognize this guy too. This is Kevin Kevin Wiseman, who was in uh, in Alias, the TV show with Jennifer Garner. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's the only thing I know him from. Okay. But uh, he's running... Um, from somebody, I guess, and gets tripped by Edge. How did Edge know to trip him? And why did he trip him? Did did you did I miss something? Why well, would he just trip a guy? I think they know each other or they recognize each other. 
Edge definitely recognized him. Like he's a, like I had a feeling he's arrested him before. Mm. Um, and I want to say like he kind of catches a glimpse of him out of like a rearview mirror running, but then Edge trips him from an alley, like kind of like a little walk-in alley. Yeah, so, I didn't see where he got in there. It just seemed so confusing. It happened so quickly. I was like, why? Why would you just trip somebody? Um, but he was after something, right? He was after a newspaper. Yeah, was he they made running they definitely, with the newspaper. He was okay. They definitely made a point when he got tripped and fell. He dropped the newspaper, and they definitely cut to like a close up of the newspaper. Yeah, that newspaper is probably going to be the MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> The newspaper makes a few appearances in the first 10 minutes. It does. Yeah. Uh, so Nick, uh, so then somebody r- rolls up another bad guy in a mask with a guy gun. in a ski mask. Yeah. With a gun. Yeah. And he wants the MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. He, he, wants, <laughs> he wants that newspaper. That's all he cares about is the newspaper. Yeah. He says like the paper. <laughs> the paper. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a loaded gun pointed at edge. And, and edge, edge is cracking is like, jokes. He's like toying with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know edge flashes his badge, but if this guy is like really a villain, like I, I don't think he would, you know, hesitate killing edge to get the newspaper. Right. Yeah. If yeah. It's that important. Yeah. Can you remember another, um, movie where for lack of a better term, the MacGuffin was something where, uh, a newspaper, a magazine that they had written something important on it. And they were trying to get it back when all these different people had it. You remember that? Do you have something in mind? It was a magazine. Yeah. I remember the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Did they have something like that? They were passing pants pants back and forth with each other. This was uh, Adventures in Babysitting. They had a a Playboy magazine. Oh. uh, The bad guys had written something in and the kids stole it. And then the bad guys were chasing them to get the Playboy back for the whole Whole gotcha. Wow. It's a classic. Of that. Yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Yeah. It's back in her heyday. She keeps coming up in these movies. We were just talking about her the other day from leaving Las Vegas. I, I, that's my goal. Every episode is try to, is trying to work Elizabeth Shue into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk about Cobra Kai yeah. in the future. Karate Kid. Yeah. All right. So he wants the newspaper, but. Gil or not Gil, uh, Nick, who's Adam Copeland. He's just too cool. You know, he's like, no, you know, come on. You don't want to do this. And he backs the guy down. Right. He's like, he, he like goes in for a hug. Like he's pretending to go in for a hug with the guy. And, uh, I'm like, does he have a death wish? This guy's got a loaded gun ski mask, but the hug gets him to run away. It worked. Yeah. Well, he, he cracks the joke about wearing a ski mask in July and how it must be itchy. Yeah. How, how hot yeah. it must be wearing the ski mask. Yeah. And the guy's like, you're weird, man. <laughs> I wonder if Edge recognized the guy and that's how he knew he wasn't going to fire the gun. I don't know. Could be. Uh, it just seemed awfully risky the way he was approaching it. Yeah. Definitely. The dialogue, the dialogue is bad. It's, it's not funny. But it's also like not uncomfortable. It is kind of like, uh, what's the word? What am I looking for here? It's not really how people talk, but it's not like really poorly written or poorly acted. 
I've got a sam- I've got an example of some of the dialogue here if you guys want to hear it. All right, and it's uh, it's about at this scene right after the guy leaves and um, Nick is trying to get the other guy into the Bronco that he drives because he's cool. He's got a really cool Ford Bronco, old classic, and he uh, and they ex- have this exchange. You coming? What I do? How should I know? You gonna pick that up? <laughs> Hurry! I gotta go to court. That's it. <laughs> That's the best line in the movie. <laughs> it just kind of continues like this. Nothing's really happening. I don't really, I have hardly anything to talk about in this movie because yeah. like uh, almost nothing happens. I wonder if that's well, the clip they would have picked out if uh, Edge got nominated for Best Actor. And that's the clip that they play during the award show. Or if he's on Letterman, he's like, I've got a, I brought a clip. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you picked a winner, Smitty. Yeah, it's it's definitely not what I expected, but you know, that's all right. Sometimes, sometimes it's good at the beginning, sometimes it's bad, and then flips for the end. Money playing at the beginning was really good. It didn't. Yeah, listening listening to that episode, it felt like a lot happened in Money Plane, and so when when this was very minimal, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. We always find something to talk about, though. Yeah. Uh, so I still really at this point, uh, don't know what's going on. They take, uh, Nick drives Gil to the courthouse, uh, takes all of his money. Doesn't he shoot? Uh, The guy tries to run away and like shoots a street. Oh yeah. And then he charges a firearm. Yeah. He discharges his (laughs) firearm. It says something like now you owe me money for the wasted bullet or something like that. Wasted bullet. He's really petty, isn't he? That seems really careless too. Like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not familiar with protocol, but I would assume if a police officer fires their weapon, they have to write like a whole report about it, probably. Mm, yeah, I believe so. You're like, I'm probably every time they shoot their gun, no matter what it is, they'd probably have to go through all this paperwork to to explain what happened. So now Edge just in a joking manner shoots out a street lamp to scare the guy. He's going to have to go fill out all this paperwork now. Right. Well, right. in the, in the uh, WWE MCU, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to do that. <laughs> this, this is this in the mold in the, in the WWE universe, there's no paperwork. You can, you're allowed to bend the rules. Yeah. Now, uh, I believe after the scene, it's when uh, he drops off Gil to uh, Jennifer Esposito. He does. He yeah. does. With, with no charge. He takes all, no charge. And he takes all his money and his gun. <laughs> he takes the cash yes. out of his wallet. <laughs> this is after he um, drives the orange Ford Bronco like up onto the sidewalk at the right. police station. <laughs> Who is yeah. this guy? He yeah. d- Listen, he plays by his own rules and that's why he has to go to court. He has done something mm-hmm. to someone, I'm sure. I would like to know that- what he did. Yeah. But yeah. is it a, a case a where he's so, even though he bends the rules and probably all his coworkers hate him, is he so good at his job that he's unfireable? Must be. That's a good I question. I keep comparing him to Ace Ventura. He's kind of like an Ace Ventura where he's just a clown that nobody respects, but he's just too good at the job. And so they have to keep him around. Yeah. I think that's what's going on here. 
He's just the top cop. He's kind of like a uh, Ray Tango or um, what's the other guy's name? Cash. I can't remember who was who. I guess Ray Tango is Stallone. And, it was um, Stallone and Stallone the other guy? And, uh, and Kurt, Kurt Russell? Russell. I think Kurt Russell was Cash. I don't think and, uh, Edge's co-workers like him, though. I, I don't know. I, I might be wrong because it did seem like Jennifer Esposito was friendly well, with she him. She ribbed him a little bit. She said something about, uh, I don't remember what she said, but she gave him a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. I mean, she willingly took Gil with no charge. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> took off the handcuffs, walked him inside, didn't even ask any questions. It was, and it seemed like it was usual. It was just a normal yeah. day. Like, here, I brought a guy in. Okay, I'll yeah. take him. Yeah. It's yeah, like she it was, was already standing outside waiting for him, too. Uh, mm-hmm. She came, she immediately started walking out and, and knew what was going on somehow. Maybe this is a daily occurrence. And this was not at a police station. This was at a courthouse. Are, in New Orleans, are they the same place? I mean, I would expect that hmm. in a small town like Mayberry. You'd get yeah. that. Yeah. But in New Orleans, I doubt it, right? I right. don't know. It's interesting. Could did, be he, wrong. did he leave his Bronco parked on the curb at the courthouse? <laughs> I, I don't know. So. <laughs> I mean, he's, okay. he's daring someone to mm-hmm. tow his car. Yeah. You're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna tow Nick's car. Not yeah. his Bronco. Nick it's, does it's, not it's clearly his because mm. it's that who else in New Orleans is driving that orange Bronco? Right. Everybody knows this is Nick's. Nick does not so have a care in the world. Yeah. He goes I, in. I feel like, did, go ahead. No, I feel like we have to acknowledge his last name, Nick Blades. <laughs> is that his <laughs> name? I haven't heard that. Nick, yeah, Nick heard Blades. That. Yeah. Nick Blades. Great name. <laughs> uh, he continues his uh, reckless behavior and uh, as soon as he gets into the courthouse because – Instead of going through the metal detectors like everyone else, he goes under one of the stanchions. And the guy who's, you know, the security guard is just like, huh? And he just keeps on walking. Nobody stops him. Well, he also just hands his gun off to the guy. Like, no receipt for handing over his gun. Just hands it to the security guy and and skips under the uh, the little uh, rope railing. He's daring someone not to give Mm. it back. He also had Gil's (laughs) gun, too, though. Hmm. He took Gil's he gun yeah. when he that took the gun. cash. Maybe he's one of those cops who's like, I don't need a gun, like Andy Griffith or Andy Taylor. He mm. never carried a gun. True. Yeah, well, true. he had a gun because he shot the street lamp. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. had two guns. He did have And he two handed guns. one gun over. Mm. Yeah. That's a flaw in the yeah. play. Yeah. Continuity error. Maybe he left one gun in the Bronco. Good. Or he could have handed it to Jennifer Esposito. Could have. Yep. Possibly. So this is where he meets uh, some famous lady. He uh, he comes up and he uh, says something to her about he recognizes her from something and says, that's my favorite movie. And um, I guess they kind of hit it off. And that this is played to... by Jessica Walter. Jessica Walter. Mother okay. from Arrested Development. She's an older lady. She's a little bit older. And we find out she is um, Jamie Kennedy's mother in the movie. Right? Right. Yeah. 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 You know, she uh, she passed away too last oh, year. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. She couldn't have been that old. Uh, she's probably almost 80. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Two people from this movie. That's a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the part where I said uh, – 
Nick is apparently on trial for something because he escorts her to the courtroom because he was already going there. He's, right. He's the defendant for something. We don't really even find out in the first 10 minutes, do we? They don't, they don't say, right? No. They don't no, tell us anything so. in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> for an 83-minute movie, you'd think we would have a pretty good idea on where it's going after 10 minutes. We get the minutes. opening just... argument from the prosecution and then court adjourns for the day. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> it's like a 10-minute – it's not even 10 minutes. It's five-minute opening argument and then the court adjourns. Yeah, that's that all was they bizarre. did. Yeah. Like, why would they adjourn so quickly? I don't know. I thought they were retiring for the day. I thought they were done. Yeah. Um, this is the second sub 85 minute movie we've done. How many 85 sub 85 minute movies are there? How do we keep getting them all? Yeah. Next week, we're going to be doing um, what's oh shit, I can't remember the name of it. That Dana Carvey movie. <laughs> Uh, master of disguise next uh, week we'll do master of disguise <laughs> i actually have never seen that oh you haven't no oh it's not it's not that bad it looks terrible his name is pistachio disguise <laughs> wow <laughs> he does like the turtle character right there's only thing i remember a bunch of characters does a bunch of characters it's not i don't think it's that bad my kids liked it that movie anyway. killed his movie career i was did he have a movie career before he that? did like I mean, opportunity mm. knocks you're talking about the early '90s. Clean slate, yes. And Wayne's then Master World of Disguise, Wayne's World one and two. No, oh, he did those movies, and he did Road to Wellville. This is all like before '93 or so, '94, and then he didn't do any movies for like ten years. When did Master and of Disguise he came back come with out? this? Like mid 2000s. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. So he didn't do anything, and then he came back and did this, and then he left again. Now, yeah, he's, he's now he does a podcast. Yeah, but it's like one of the biggest podcasts right now. It's probably right behind us or right in front of us. <laughs> right there with us. In the ratings. Right there with us. Uh, I'm pretty sure he, he popped up in the uh, post show of the uh, Chris Rock live special on Netflix last weekend. It was too. him and Spade, right? That did the yeah. post show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so – the, uh, what's his name? His name is Theo. The assistant DA is uh, Jamie Kennedy. And he says something here that if we haven't already figured it out, we should know. He says in his opening arguments that Nick thought he could enforce the law without following it. So this is a pattern of behavior, the things that he's been doing in the first few minutes of this movie. He's been doing this for a long time. And he doesn't seem to care at all. He's very comfortable sitting over there, not even paying attention wearing his Hawaiian banana shirt and his shorts and flip-flops probably and carrying a gun. Apparently uh, this is not his first time in the courtroom. Uh, yeah. He's like, uh, he's like looking at the paper the whole time, isn't he? He, so he has yeah. the newspaper in his possession now yeah. and he's flipping through that while Jamie Kennedy is speaking. Yeah. He's That's trying correct. to solve the, the crime. Yeah. There's a couple of things circled in the newspaper. Uh, I don't remember what they were. I noticed now, that. If it was letters or words. But, I thought yeah. about pausing it and going back and seeing exactly what was circled. But then I was like, eh, I, I don't really care. I'm sure it yeah, wouldn't have minutes. made any sense. Just yeah, like I, I watched this on uh, Pluto TV on my iPhone. So <laughs> that's the, the, the best way to watch Pluto it. TV. No, no. <laughs> uh, all right. So after that, um, we get a scene. I don't even think I wrote down anything about the next scene. The next scene, Theo comes out 
And there's a swarm of reporters waiting to talk to him, just like every assistant DA gets in the, around the mm-hmm. country. Um, maybe if it was the OJ trial or the Johnny Depp trial, you'd get this. Not a trial about some beat cop. Uh, I don't get it, but whatever. There's well, we still don't. We don't know what there. he's on trial for. No, no, we don't. We don't know anything. Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed by the court scene. I, I wanted something to tell me like what was going on, but I mean, yeah, they kept showing the uh, plaintiff. She never had a line, but they kept showing her a, nodding approvingly at was everything. That Alicia? Is it the Red redhead? Head? Yeah, yeah, it, it was her. Okay, yeah. that's Alicia, Alicia Witt. So okay. she obviously has a role in this movie. But you're right; they cut to a couple of close-ups of her. But she didn't have any lines. What do you think he did to her? See, I actually thought her... she was part of the DA's office. That's what I was thinking. That's kind of what I, I thought didn't... too. Yeah. That's not what I got. I figured that hmm. she was the one that the DA was representing in this case. Okay. The one who brought a claim against Adam Copeland. Not Nick. Hmm. Nick Blades. Uh, okay. I just thought it was like the city of New Orleans versus Nick Blades. And she was mm. on well, the district attorney's team. Time will Same. No. I don't think the assistant district attorney in this movie has a team. I don't know. I don't but think they have we a We do budget find team. out yeah. he, is, he is in line to be the DA. He is. Because like the DA's, yeah. I don't even remember, he's retiring or something. Something's happening. Uh, that's what the reporters are asking him about. This is also uh, when they ask we, him about Willie Van, or is that his name? Yeah, Willie Van Bieber. Yes. Willie Van Bieber. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Willie let's Van not Bieber's, spoil just yet the most yeah. important and interesting thing of yeah. the first 10 minutes. Let's hold off on Willie Van yeah. Bieber. <laughs> it's the only interesting thing that happened. <laughs> so his mom runs up, she puts her face in front of the camera. And says, can I borrow my son for a minute or something like that? Uh, Very bizarrely. I thought she seemed like a level-headed woman. There was nothing to indicate she was nuts. But now she's nuts. Did you guys pick up on that? The conversation she had with her son was definitely nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Follow it. But where'd that come from? She had a completely normal conversation with Nick. True. I don't know. That's true. Okay. Anyway, she thinks that her husband is cheating on her and he indicates that she comes there every week and says that her husband is cheating on her. She's clearly, she has problems, right? (laughs) Dementia or something. And then he just, and then he just leaves. Yeah. Where did she go? Yeah. I mean, she she stayed behind. She came there to see him and he just bolts to go have lunch. Yeah. I don't know. Does he get picked up? It's, yeah, he gets yeah, picked, picked up by up, right? his wife. Yeah. His wife is there and, and inexplicably in a red 50s car that is some sort of antique that belongs to his family. He doesn't want her to drive it. Apparently, this is not the first time they've had this conversation. She doesn't care. It was a Studebaker. A Studebaker. Okay. Why uh, is that even a line in the movie? Him complaining about what car she's driving. Like, is this going to, is this foreshadowing something? Could be. Do you think they know about foreshadowing the people who wrote this script? <laughs> I don't know. 
They yeah, I'm I'm questioning if they can wrap up all these loose ends in the next 73 minutes. So, well, we also find out we're almost at the end of 10 minutes here. We find out that uh, it's his birthday. Um, they go off to lunch, and I kind of thought she was doing a really bad impression of a very specific actress. Do you know? Did you guys oh, get anything? I didn't pick up on that. I thought she was doing a little bit of a Marissa Tomei. How dare you? I know. It was bad. It was bad, but I I picked up on a little bit of Marissa Tomei there. And there at lunch, she announces that she's leaving him. He's disgusted that she would do this on his birthday. They've been together for 15 years. They have kids, apparently. And uh, she makes it very clear that he's not a very good husband. He's never around. And he doesn't make enough money. She's leaving him. She's leaving. Well, did you already say that? She's kicking him out. She's kicking him out. She's kicking him she out. She wants a divorce. She said she, uh, he makes less money than their gardener. <laughs> Is that true? That's right. you think that's true? I didn't hear that part. Oh. That can't be. How could they afford a gardener? Well, she's, she's loaded, apparently. She has like mm. family money. Then what's she upset about? I don't know. But is that true? A district attorney makes less than a gardener? Well, but that Studebaker Baker being something from his family makes me believe he comes from money, some money. Hmm. It's a classic. Yeah, uh, his car. mom is a, isn't she like a famous actress? So That's they've got to have money. Yep. Well, she needs more money because she wants their kids to go to private school. She doesn't seem like a great person. So like one of the things I've tried to think about for the last 10 minutes of the movie is do they get back together? But I don't even know if I would want him to get back together with her. She's What's she going to do? He's going to get a promotion and then she'll take him back because he makes more money? That seems kind of a Yeah, I wouldn't movie. feel very good about that. No, that wouldn't be a good ending. All right. Did um, we say that Willie Van Bieber is uh, he's in line to be executed? Yes. Are, the reporters did, were talking Did you guys about see anything beyond the lunch scene? No. No. Okay. I only saw like uh, maybe 15 seconds more than you guys did, but I stopped it. Not much, uh, nothing important. They, okay. He just has to go back to court. Uh, okay. So Nick and uh, what are our predictions and our questions? Because that's the end of the first 10 minutes. We've, we've is, gotten yeah. to the end. I'm going to predict that we do not see Philip Baker Hall in the last 10 minutes. Mm, okay. Do you have any guess on who he plays? I, I, I do not. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think he's Willie Van Bieber. Steven, you mentioned, and I wanted to save it, when Theo is being uh, harassed by the press, they mention something about a guy, uh, whether or not they ask him, they ask him whether or not he is going to be attending Willie Van Beaver's execution. So, and he says, I did my job, whatever. He put him away. He was the assistant DA that put Willie Van Beaver away. Okay. Just to clear that up. This right. was the only interesting thing because it's the only interesting character name, in my opinion. The only thing that stuck out to me in the mm-hmm. entire first 10 minutes. Right. I think that's an important line. I think so too. I don't think that's just a throwaway line. I, I no. think... Pruitt Taylor Vince plays Willie Van Bieber. And somehow that's going to be part of the plot. Could hmm. Philip Baker Hall be some sort of, um, oh, what do you call it? Like a kingpin 
the mob boss in New Orleans or something like that. Could be. Could he be the mastermind of whatever the criminal enterprise is? He could be Nick Blade's yeah. dad for all we know. He could be. He could. Oh, that's that's even better. I, I was going to guess it was Theo Gold's father since we've already got his mother involved. But yes, this does. I agree. This does feel like it's the movie is about is more about Jamie Kennedy's life than it is edges. Correct. Well, we got his family. Get we that met his family sense too. Yeah. yeah. We, we know yeah. his family. I think edge plays yeah. a major role. Obviously he's the one that was in the first scene of the movie, but this feels like Jamie Kennedy's movie. Yeah. Yeah. I he don't has disagree. top billing. Mm. Yeah. So. so my prediction is we're going to get into some sort of odd couple scenario, mm-hmm. almost like a buddy cop movie yep. where Jamie Kennedy, who's on one end of the spe- spectrum, he's a rule follower, respects the rules. He's going to have to team up with Edge, who we know is a rule bender, and they're going to have to do something together. I don't know. Yes. I'd have no well, idea. Well, they're going to solve this newspaper mystery. The newspapers are going to play a factor. Maybe they, do they need to save Willie Van Bieber from his execution? Oh, like maybe he's that's really not good. the guy. The wrong man okay. was put away. Right. Mm, I like that. There's a, yeah. there's a ticking clock. They've got, you know, 24 hours to find evidence that it's not Willie Van Bieber. Will Theo end up being the district attorney? At the end of the movie. I think so. I think it's going to be a happy ending yeah. for Theo. I do think One, he'll get back together with his wife, despite Dan's wishes. Yep. <laughs> he'll get the district attorney job. What about Nick and Jennifer Esposito? Will they have a like five to ten minute lovemaking scene? <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> Will they get together by the end of the movie? How about that? Do they get together? I don't think I don't so. Think so. I, I, I have oh, a feeling it, okay. it's going. To, something's going to happen between Edge and Alicia Witt again. Like I, I don't know uh, what, but I, I, I don't know. I kind of have that vibe going too. Oh, mm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll put, I'll put the money on uh, Nick ending up with Jennifer Esposito. Okay, something will happen with them. The, Nick strikes me as someone who just bounces from woman to woman. Yeah, never she's, really yeah. she's the one probably. to tame him. Hmm. If, if not her, the security guard that took his gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, we, so we're all in agreement. Willie Van Beaver is a key integral part of this movie. If he's not, I'm going to be disappointed. Do you think we'll see Willie Van Beaver in the last 10 minutes or will that part of the movie already be resolved? Oh, I think we'll see him. Okay. I think so too. I hope so. Yeah. I, I got to so. see this Willie Van Beaver. <laughs> We've got to talk about him so much. We got to see him now. Do you think if Eddie Van Halen was named Van Beaver, that that would have been the name of the band or would they have come up with something else? <laughs> Probably. Van, Van Beaver? Beaver? Van Beaver. Yeah. Could have been Van Beaver. If Maybe nothing else, we've got some good character names with these first two WWE movies. Yeah. I like, oh, I mean, the, you'll never top Darius Emmanuel Elmore Grouch the Grouch or whatever the heck his name was, <laughs> a.k.a. The Rumble. But Willie Van Bieber is pretty good. 
It's not bad. I don't. Th- I think we're not being fair saying that uh, Money Plane was a WWE movie. I don't think they had anything to do with it. It was just that Adam Copeland was in it. But I think WWE Studios was no longer involved. Correct. Mm. Yeah. That's a correct statement. Does okay. WWE Studios still produce movies? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we'll either. find out on this journey of season two of mm. Hold the Middle. I think they're still making Marine movies. And yeah, they're WWE up to like Studios. Marine Six, right? Yeah, I was gonna say five or six of those. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get to one of those for sure. We've got to. We could have a whole Marine season. uh all right any other predictions or trivia questions that are unresolved that is all i got all right yeah same so smitty you know you got to come back now because we got to watch the last 10 minutes and talk about the last 10 minutes and see all the predictions that we got wrong and i I want to see where this goes so good my interest is peaked i mean i watched the first 10 minutes twice so did you take right. notes or did you just watch? Uh, the only notes I took, um, I had Willie Van Bieber and uh, <laughs> Theo Gold and Nick Blades as far as the names written down. So Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, thanks, Minnie. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you again uh, on the next episode. I can't wait to uh, find out what happens with uh, Nick and Theo and Willie Van Bieber. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah. Talk to you boys next week. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Hold the Middle.